Hey, y'all, I'm Jimmy Carroll, and you probably know me from MTV's longest-running show, The Challenge. Buckle up and get ready for this unfiltered podcast because I'm covering everything from my time on MTV to pop culture to what happens when you stop being polite and start getting real. Listen to Just Jim wherever you get your podcast. How are you today, dear? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking coffee pretty late today. So oh, no. We don't know what's going to happen today. <laughs> so it's anyone's guess. If you're drinking coffee late, yeah. then we're headed for nothing but mischief and trouble today. You know what? I didn't get as much coffee as I wanted today. I probably got as much as I needed, but not as much as I wanted. How many cups are we on today? On, on, on an average now? Well, it had been cutting back, so I had st- I'd only been drinking like one and a half in the morning and then stopping. Okay. But today, I mean, you know, I just, that thing happened at the, um, you know, I don't know if you heard about the Zoom. It is fine. Yeah. So, um, Heard what? about what? No, I didn't know if you heard about the city council. I mean. What? 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 So you didn't hear. So I should just stop talking. Or start talking. As the case may be. Excuse me? All right, Rana. Do you, have you, you know how like they've been doing the city council meeting? You never go to the Marblehead city council meetings. I absolutely do not. You're correct. Why? That is not my, that is not my domain. That is not my realm. That is for people that are looking to feel important. I already am important. You know what, Rana? That's, you know what though? I went and I'm not looking to, well, I guess you could. Well, uh, no. In fairness to you, you're looking to be a, more of a part of a community that you right. ha- tempor- have temporarily joined, let's say. Well, all I can say is this, Rana. There was some sort of glitch on the Zoom yeah. call. And um, I didn't really know because I was sort of multitasking. You know how busy I am. And I've always got five things going on. But I also have to make sure that I take care of myself. Yeah. And Excuse so- me. What? Take care of yourself? I hope you don't mean take care of yourself. All I know is that technology is really going down the tubes, Ronna, because I thought I was <laughs> in the clear. I hope you say. don't mean take care of yourself. Did in you ever the- hear of a some <laughs> writer who was sort of, yeah, I guess you're he was about for Jeff- the- You're telling me you pulled a tube in on the uh, Marblehead Town meeting? Ronna, no. A tube was pulled on me. Except by that, I mean that I thought everything was over and it wasn't. You're telling me you... Pu- okay, so what happened? You pulled your squad up a little higher than you should have during the meeting or what? Listen. There was a Brazilian meeting, a uh, town meeting, where there were two people having sex in the back of the meeting. Well, yeah. But not just, in the meeting at home. The person had... They, they were signed into the Zoom. Yeah. And that, they thought the camera was off and they were having sex. I'm not kidding. The doorway was right, right there. Well, good for them. Ultimately, yeah. Ronna, this can get traced back. This is all I know, okay? Is that someone, I overheard someone. I You're thought not I was even private. a resident. Well, this is all I'm going to say. The town is talking a little bit, Ronna, because right before I logged off, I heard someone say, apparently, that's Ronna Glickman's house guest. 
So they know who I am. And well, everyone knows who you are because you wear your LA Lakers face mask when you I, walk around. I know that, Rana, but Lake I just- Like a girl. Uh, That's the new one that you just ordered, yeah, I noticed. Yes, yes. And then I, <laughs> you know, see if anyone, I do my Paul Abdul trivia right after, but- <laughs> All I know is... Oh, are you hosting Paul Abdul trivia in front of Town Hall these days? Well, I'm trying to make it a little more fun because I have to say the last yep. two have been sort of boring and sometimes I can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> and so I thought that people would have questions about Hollywood and the Lakers uh-huh. and we just yeah. won, you know, we just won the World Series and the NBA championship, Rana. Wow. That, you sounded, you almost got that up. That was like when you speak another, when you speak another language <laughs> and you think I've got this sentence all loaded up and I'm going to use it. Don't they style banyo. And Correct. then you just lose a little bit of confidence when you get to the end. Yay. On banyo. Banyo. Don't they style banyo. It was the, it was the NBA championship that I wasn't yeah. secure. You weren't on. sure if it was the world NBA championship. Exactly. That's what you got nervous about. I wasn't sure if it was exactly correct. Yeah. But so <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to let you know. And ultimately I just also wanted to say that it's actually your fault anyway, because oh, I have yeah. begged you yeah. to let the, to let the lobsterman or someone else I could meet <laughs> come into this carriage house and do me dirty. And you have not allowed it. So, okay. Now that's funny because I thought you were just taking care of yourself in order to relax. I didn't know that it was, uh, no, I was that you had a backup in your system that you needed I was <laughs> that had to, you had to deal with that moment. And I have to say, Rana, this is really serious. You know, we're having a little joke about this, but this could really affect my standing in the town. The guy and, who owns the shoe repair here is very handsome, and it just took me off on a tangent mentally because he huh. spoke up. But, Rhonda, listen, people are really upset with you. With me? Yeah, that you would allow this into the town. Well, what are you going to do when they insist that I kick you out? Because that's where this could be headed. These well, people are one click from pitchforks. That's who these people are. This is Frankenstein's village, in case you haven't noticed. And also, Ron, Sorry, I don't mean Frankenstein's to be Sorry, Frankenstein's village, which I guess is really Frankenstein's village, because Frankenstein's the homeowner, not the monster. That's you know what? <laughs> turns, out, <laughs> turns out you didn't even have to take me through the logic. You were right Those from the Frankenstein's beginning. monster people drive me crazy. Don't you hate that? Yes. And by the way, the book's not even the, that good. The worst. It's not Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein's monster. I know. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, so anyway, you've got a little bit of a problem to deal with, but it ultimately it's not my, you know what I mean? You do seem overcome. I would have thought you were at least a little more relaxed after you took care of your personal Well, I business. was very relaxed until I realized that it was on camera. Yeah. And because you would have chosen like Cody Rigsby, you would have chosen a better angle if you known people were watching you. Yes. You and Cody gave us all the how to's and the what for's of doing uh, a selfie selfie. Exactly. Yeah. But I go there every meeting to try and talk about Hollywood and to do an open Q&A. And occasionally I get a few questions, but this time I didn't. I got a little bored. I thought the meeting was over because there was a flash on the Zoom. And so anyway, that's So the they haven't approved your Dupaz bingo nights yet that you wanted to do? I know you were talking about doing West Hollywood East. Dupaz East bingo yes. nights. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do, Dupaz yeah. East bingo nights. And I wanted to have, <laughs> you know, instead of bottomless, um, you know, mimosa or margarita. Yeah. I wanted to do a bottomless arting stall and, you know, oh, I forget the name of the drink. The, the the gin with the ice cream with the coffee liqueur. Well, there Apagata. was no there was no gin and no, it was No, I updated it. And it was a safagata. 
Okay. So I want them to do bottomless <laughs> safaganos here. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that would be hard to do because people are real ice cream lovers here. But they're going to think you, when you say bottomless, they're not going to know that you mean the waiter, that the waiter can't be wearing pants. You're right. That's what it's, you mean by bottomless, isn't it? No, I just meant you could drink as much as you want, but also the waiters wouldn't be wearing pants. The staff would be bottomless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm known for being bottomless in this town. Yeah. Oh, well, well, you'll figure I have it out. to tell you, I was shocked that they fired De- Jeffrey Tubin. I thought he was going to roll right through that. I didn't think a thing was going to well, happen. It took them a minute, didn't it? I sure mean, it, it seemed like they really had to think about it. Yeah. I didn't I think I wonder it was... what they were doing. Waiting for it to blow over, I guess. But I mean, it sort of did. Yeah. I didn't, uh, to me, Jeffrey Tubin has always been a scoundrel. And I know I've read him, but I can't remember. Did he didn't do going clear, right? No, that was Lawrence um, no, Rice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lawrence, I, whatever his name is. I Jeffrey Tubin is just a brilliant legal mind. That's his story. And so oh, he right. really, uh, he really is very useful when it comes to these big trials and things. But I mean, he exposed himself in front of his colleagues, which is horrible. It's bad behavior, but it was not on purpose. Can we say that? Are we sure? No, we can't be sure. That's it would what I be, mean. It would be within his, if I was an FBI profiler, it would be within the purview of his personality to do it on purpose. Sure. It's a power play. He could definitely pull something like that on purpose. My guess is that also they just did not want, the New Yorker did not want to, you know, the same place that often employs Ronan Farrow did not want to have an incident like that at their staff. Yeah, I guess that's the case. Are we just going to sit here and dance around all day? The fact that we have podcast hottest guests today. (gasps) Well, Rana, I was busy dancing just now around the fact that I hadn't, the zoom is new (laughs) for me. So I didn't do touch up my appearance. I'm only just doing it. Oh, that's right. It was a shock looking at myself. Didn't your computer crash and you had to go in town to the Apple store or whatever. Is that a brand new computer you run? No, they ended up doing a bunch of upgrades and stuff. And Yadvina's been able to wait by the computer because those take a long time and press the button when it needs to be pressed. So she's been helping me with the updates. Oh, you didn't but, have to go into the Apple store to do it? No, I did. I mean, I did drive through. Drive through? How does that yeah. work? I just put my computer outside my car like Sonic and they came over and like worked on it, like on a tray. Is that really a thing? Yeah. No. Yes, that's what they did. Huh. Yeah. Everybody, we're all going back to the 1950s. It's just like, I, I've never been to a Sonic. Have you ever been to a Sonic? I thought you were going to say I've never been to the 1950s. I was like, Rana, who are we kidding? Um, uh, Excuse me. Who are we kidding? I've never been to the 1950s. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> How well do you think I am? You look fabulous. <laughs> uh, I have been to a Sonic because they were in Texas growing up. So I used to get the cherry limeade there in a burger. You'd get a burger and a cherry limeade. Is it a good burger? Who would you compare it to? I mean, no, it wasn't that good. It was like a, a, a it was a, that sort of slow fast food version. So it's not like a McDonald's fat burger. Yeah, there you go, like a fat burger. I'm not interested, uh, but they do do put a lot of effort into their um, limited edition items. They were always introducing a cheeseburger bite or a yes. macaroni and cheese bite or a mini yes. churro flurry Sunday. Right. They a really sweet jalapeno nacho something. They just care yeah. a lot about always having a new idea. That seems to be a big thing for them at Sonic. 
And they don't roller skate to your car. They just walk over. But they don't have Sonic in Massachusetts. But then they just, they, they the ads, they run the ads anyway. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know, why know why that either. is. But they do. We should yeah, get why, some from Sonic. Why don't we do a few reviews? Because we then really have to get to, I'm this telling is, you. We're sort the, of playing it cool right now. Well, for this now. This guy is the biggest thing in Bo- that I ever came out of Boston. Happening. Yeah. I, maybe that's why we're playing it cool. Because until, I mean, there's no way it's actually Until he enters the room. We're yeah. not even going to believe that this is really yeah. happening. He's the biggest thing that ever came out of Boston. Pardon me. No kidding. Don't tell the new kids on the block or the Red Sox. Or sure. I don't know who else is in that category. Mac Wahlberg, I suppose. Yes. Probably, um, you know, He's, someone else too. There's probably somebody else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> President Kennedy, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Tip O'Neill. Bonnie Tip Frank. O'Neil. Sure. Amy Poehler. Isn't she Amy from Amy Poehler. Yes, but come yeah. on. This is Conan. Yeah, you're right. About? This is an icon. This, this is, is a legend. Icon. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, and now here I just said who it was. So who, Okay. So there we are. It's Conan. But well, I fine. can't wait to spend a little time with my dear friend Conan O'Brien. I'm so excited to meet him, Ron. I don't know um, how you did this. Oh, he's going to love you. Now read these comments, okay. please. Kiss the Chef Atlanta. Five stars. Right. Kiss the Chef Atlanta. Okay. Yeah writes love y'all love listening to ron and brian on this podcast highlight of my week so nice to laugh out loud in the car by myself also love the shades of vanilla coffee great to drink and also as a pastry chef it makes delicious espresso cookies oh what about that ronna well she's a she or he i don't know the chef here yeah it's about the second or third person we've had several espresso shortbread cookie recipes starting, i've never even heard of such a thing starting with that's because you don't check the instagram so we've been through that again so that's another note that i'm sending to that hr that's not true that's Ronna. another I, note i'm sending to hr i checked so put it that all week and reposted things and everything i don't buy it for a second you would have seen grog brogdon's espresso crunch cookies when he did them Oh, I didn't see those. And then there were two other people that sent us espresso cookies. Uh, but I love the people are cooking with the coffee. I know. And there is so much exciting stuff going on at AskRonaCoffee.com, including yeah. people sending gift subscriptions to other people, which I love. You Excuse can either me. gift a bag or you can gift a subscription or you can gift a gift. So that's been pretty exciting. Look, I sent one to my ex-husband. Just to sort of say, like, empires I'm- are being run. Happy holidays. Uh, oh, so it was to rub it in Derek's face. How well are you doing? <laughs> no, he just loves coffee, and I know he would love this coffee. You had to send it to him because uh, because I was so complimentary of him the other day. It's right. That's when right, I was yeah. talking about... Was that on uh, yeah, Patreon that I was talking, talking about how about. much I miss Derek? <sighs> mm-hmm. I don't remember. One I wasn't shows. saying I missed him. I was just saying he was a catch, you know, that he was right. my kind of guy. Yeah. No, I remember you saying that. (laughs) And that he was a wonderful father to Sherman. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You already said it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's great. Well, well, I hope he loves the... You know what? I'm so glad to know he's getting the coffee. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Because... You know, I'm only gonna. I'm not gonna give him another one though. When you do something that you love, mm-hmm. I love making people try the coffee because I love the coffee. I'm so proud of it. Sure, it's delicious. And so then, people who I like, I want them to try the coffee so they can mm-hmm. give me a compliment back about the coffee. It makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, I look, maybe I'll Derek him, will shoot me an email. Yeah, I don't think I'm. Gonna let talk me to know. Him we'll see what happens. <laughs> Next comment. <laughs> okay, Keevan. Eight zero zero two one is a long time listener. He put a bunch of G's there. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you do a gaga gaga gaga. I didn't know I could. 
<laughs> I didn't know I could do it back to you. How there about you that? go. Yeah. Long ga 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 ga. That sounds. Like- <laughs> Rana and Brian are the best we have. I've been a fan of Rana's for eight years, and she has answered my toughest advice and my funniest advice during all this time. Are you a sauna? Parentheses, patreon.com member. I am, and you should join and take your love of Rana and Brian to a new level. And finally, a little shades aggressive, of vanilla fan. A little aggressive from Keevan 80821. Right. I don't I either. Don't mind it's it. all happening in the carriage yeah. house, and it's actually oh, all happening in the fabulous. sauna. Correct. Yeah. That Sh- Joshua, you know the journalist from the Financial Times, Joshua Chaffin. That Joshua Chaffin, yeah. Yeah. He just joined us in the carriage house. Even though he's been paying for the carriage house for about six months, he just figured out how to do his RSS fade. Oh. So, which is so easy. Once you do it once, it's the easiest thing in the world. You just right. paste it right into you. You know, I was thinking about Joshua Chaffin, and I have a proposal. Yeah. Is it Chaffin or Chaffin, do you think? I say Chaffin because it's two Fs. Yeah. But I don't right. know. I mean, I guess I don't know what, his, what his, he was born You have with. an indecent proposal for him? It's not that indecent. I just need him for a trick I'm going to pull, which is... <laughs> Which is, I thought maybe if I did end up giving Derek another bag of coffee, I yeah. could say like, P.S., I'm dating Joshua Chaffin from the Financial Times. And I know he's Joshua has a family and everything, but it might just impress Derek. <laughs> Let's move on from Derek, shall we? What's, a, what's our next? What's our next? Uh, Finally, yeah. shades of, in parentheses, vanilla fan. Oh, I do love it when people, when the screen name is something to do with the show. They have yeah. fun with... I have a little less respect for people that do that, I have to be honest. Whoa, what just happened? Well, I like it because it's our show. But in general, I don't like it when people only identify as a fan of a thing. Oh, why? Star Wars fan 888. Oh, I see. Sure. Yeah. Mandalorian yeah. Stan. Well... I mean, Rana, I'm a Shades of Vanilla fan and a Rana fan. Yeah. I'm a Rana stan. Is that your screen name? No, I need to change some stuff. Yeah. All right, so go on. Okay. uh, We do not deserve this podcast, but boy, do we need it. Required listening for a good life. Very simple. Very nice. Well, Rana... I love that people have been sending us reviews again and rating us again because it means the world and the algorithm... I mean, if they don't do it, the algorithm will be pushed to the outer corners of the podcasting galaxy, Correct. to be quite honest with you. That's the right. algorithm is the great existential monster that needs to be fed at all times. And wow. I wish I wish we could tell you to start that you didn't have to rate us and you didn't have to review us. But honestly, it's a fabulous way to support the show. Absolutely. And it's an easy way. It doesn't cost you anything, uh, you know. Of course, we love it when people buy the coffee, but which is another fabulous way to support the show. It's how we keep the lights on in the carriage house. Yes. But truly, the reviews and the stars and the, all of that means the world to us. It so certainly does. Five it gives a little, stars. Five stars. And it's how we get place. guests like our guests that's coming up. It's, that's entirely true. I can't wait to see what the algorithm does with this. This is going to be. The universe fun. could explode. It's entirely possible. It's not out of question. Ladies and gentlemen. To the interview. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor Dirt FM. 
Anka is the fabulous app that we use to create a podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Ronna here, sitting by my crackling fire, if you happen to hear that in the background, the beigey, as they say, and wanted to let everyone know about a few fun things we have going on at Patreon right now. We normally do our fabulous Quarantine International Film Festival, but this week, this Friday, we have decided to do a January watch party featuring some of the most famous or infamous, pardon me, figure skaters of all time. The grace, the beauty, the costumes, the scandal. We've got a lot to say about all of it. So we've posted the clips on Patreon. If you remember, you can find them there. And we're going to be discussing some of the most fabulous and scandalous figure skating performances uh, on and off the ice, pardon me, of all time. So join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash askrana. And don't forget, our January book club selection is The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute. Rana. Okay. So we're he, So he's here. All right? He's period here, period. <laughs> I got to tell you, he's lit to perfection. Like an absolute Caravaggio. Well, you don't think he knows a way around Kiara a lighting, Skoro. Rana? I don't know if he has a team that travels with him where he goes. I don't know how it works. He's been doing this for decades, Rana. This guy is yeah. the biggest thing to come out of Boston. Yeah, I don't bigger care. than... I don't care what they say about the New England the new Patriots. Sure, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't care what they say about the Celtics. No. I don't care what they say about the Red Sox. Larry Bird. I don't care what Mark Wahlberg says about himself. Or Donnie, for you. that matter, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's... That's a little, you know, he's, he's a TV actor. It's a TV act. If we can call it that. If we can it's, call it that. It's not Tom Brady. Well, you, you didn't have to say that. I mean, I'm, it's, in, a year it's when I'm, in a year when I'm upset about Tom Brady, you know, I don't want you to Oh, bring I that meant up. it as a compliment. I don't care at, at all about Tom Brady. Tom I Brady knew who isn't he was. him. Let's put it that way. Tom Brady isn't Excuse him. Excuse me. Excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, do we he even need a last name? This is like a first name. This is like a share. An can say icon, yeah. a legend, and yeah. a Dear, dear friend. Right. Excuse me. Right out of Brookline, Massachusetts. Sure. Pardon me. Which is about 27 minutes from Marblehead, would you say, Conan, on the expressway? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's 27 <laughs> minutes. Uh, if you're driving like the average Bostonian, then it's, uh, yeah. What does that mean? Well, then it's well, 24. You then see it's how many 24. People, oh, I yeah. see. How many people <laughs> but you, you can but run you have off to, the road first? Right. You have to pull some people out of the grill of your car when you get where you're going. But yeah, you know, we sort of, you sort of slid right into who I was. You just went, what do you think, Conan? You know, it's like, it's Conan. You know what I mean? That's a big deal, Rana. And you're just sort of, the way you just slid into I'm it. You. I, you know what I mean? Conan. Right. Don't, it was way Conan. too cash. Right. It was way too Brian. It was way too casual i know we come from the same area but you just you needed to don't start with me conan we're not going to start this right now okay Uh, all right you're in the carriage house today 
All I right. know. It's beautiful. We're not, well, thank you very much. We're not in the studio. We're in the carriage house, Padma. It's, uh, it's gorgeous what you've done to it. It's very nice. What do you miss the most about driving in Boston? Because you live in Los Angeles now. Uh, you know what I, I miss is, um, well, there's a bunch of things I miss. I miss seeing a Dunkin' Donuts every block. There's one sure. every block. And sometimes there's a Dunkin' Donuts uh, built off of another Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Uh, and the signs are just sort of lit up facing each other. Uh, I miss seeing people, you look out the window and everyone's wearing a Red Sox cap, even though it's redundant. It's clear. You don't need to wear a Red Sox cap. (laughs) And when you travel around the United (laughs) States, you don't see everybody wearing the hat of their team everywhere. And I go home and I see, and my brother Justin's there and he's got a Red Sox cap on at the Thanksgiving day table. And it just seems like, what are you doing? There's no one I will never understand why grown men still wear ball caps. Well, right. Uh, it's like why I, women uh, dye their hair. What? Well, it keeps them young. What? I don't, do you but th- I. But oh, see- do you think that's what they think? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that is the most depressing thought. <laughs> and in, an enlarged, it just made me think of a giant hat over an enlarged prostate. That's what yes, that made yes, me think. Yes, yes, yes. I'm with you, Rana. <laughs> I, I, I think it's uh, absurd. I, and, you know, and, and, Adam O'Byrne, who was our producer, excuse mm-hmm. me who knows your wife from the Ojai Playwrights Festival, et cetera, et cetera, because when he's not doing this absolutely ridiculous operation, he's a very erudite man of the theater. Whatever that means, but Rana. his father, he said he grew up in Toronto, and he said he wanted, his fa- he said he wanted a Blue Jays jersey. And his father said to him when he was about six, are you on the team? <laughs> and he said no and he said then you're not getting a jersey good for him <laughs> yeah that's the way it goes i, I love that are you on the team Earn your are you on the team yeah <laughs> uh, i think it's ridiculous I and i that. think i think a ball cap doesn't make a man look younger it makes a man look uh compromised mentally compromised <laughs> you know desperate. It, yeah. it really does look like you've just you you walked out of your facility and you got away if it you're does the ball look cap. like you were either um, hiding something or stalking mm-hmm. someone. Yes. It, it is It is a very dark look. Well, I yeah. just think it's very infantilizing. It's juvenile. You yes. know, in the same, any, but I feel the same way about sports clothes as clothes. Yes. People that think sports gear, that's dressed. Now, Let one me put thing on I, my nice Red Sox shirt and then go out to you the- You know, I, I agree with you. One thing I do approve of is, uh, is, men that use that are not athletes using lots of sports analogies where they don't really apply just to act like jocks meaning uh in comedy i know plenty of nerds that just talk about how yeah i really got to get warmed up first but then i went out there and i really had a good game and they talk that way and you know that they never played it yeah i took my shot and i i I scored on multiple times and i i'm aware that they've never played a game in their life same page and for making out you you can can use it you can't be what? a perfect person. First to base, second out? base, third base. You know what I mean? Oh. That's, that's uh, baseball talk too. Well, that's way beyond making out, frankly. <laughs> well, second you don't base know, is... You don't know what my first bases are. My first base <laughs> is waving. My second base is winking. My third, third base... third base is unbuttoning a glove. Yes. yes. Yeah. And my, my Little home tiny run. buttons on the glove, yeah. <laughs> my home <laughs> run's a calf. A home, a home run for you is actually answering the call. Yeah. It's just coming in. Yeah, that's right. I'm alone up until. Then. Yeah, up until then, it's you imagining the date, 
And then you pick up the phone and it's not even the date. Exactly. It's Con Edison. (laughs) Okay. Now, listen. Uh We're going to sit here. We're going to chat, of course, but we can't do that forever because we've got people that are desperate for advice here. Sure. And I happen to know that Conan, in addition to being obviously one of our greatest, a national treasure and one of our greatest comedy heroes. Hero. It is a shame that we don't have the OBE or the knighting or this or that in America, because there's no question in my mind that that we would be talking to Sir Conan O'Brien. Thank you. At the the moment. Right. Uh, I happen to know, because Conan and I have had a couple of dinners together. Excuse me. We encountered one another, yes, several times. You may recall... A couple of years ago when I was in Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, I was just trying to go for a couple of weeks, do what I like to do, a little bit of this, a little Tel Aviv, a little Jerusalem, a little Golan Heights, whatever it is. You know, I'm at the Mamila. I'm at the, you know, I'm staying at, I'm at the Norman. I'm staying at the places I'm supposed to stay. I'm eating at the places I want to eat. And I'm sure. doing what I want to do. Touring Bethlehem. <laughs> and it's bad enough when I'm there. Because we have a couple of diehards fans over there. Somebody left me at my hotel reception a bag full of Cadbury chocolate, which is uh, which was a very nice gesture, but you can't eat food that fans leave for you. I mean, you just, unless you want to end up with a, you know, a razor blade. <laughs> but whatever the case is, there was such a kerfuffle. Everywhere I went, there, Conan either had just been or was there now. Yeah. It so was, finally, was, we said, oh, "Enough of this charade. Let's have dinner." We can't. I mean, you know. No, it, the word got out. Uh, first of all, Mothra I could hear and Godzilla. I could hear you all through <laughs> Israel, as you said. It's not a big place, and everywhere I went, uh, and there's a lot of noise around the Golan Heights, and I heard you. Your voice really cuts through the din. Yeah, 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 that's what I heard. <laughs> I mean. Well, you know, it's a very funny thing about Israel because everywhere Conan mm-hmm. went, of course, he had to have security. And you had not just because he's famous and he's shooting and, and all of that. Of course, in Israel, you want to be extra careful when you're a target, when you're someone that calls attention to yourself. Yeah, I'd love to go sometime, Rana. So he had, look, when the pandemic's over, we're going. We're the doing three of us that. will go? We'll do, well, I'd I don't love know, to but, do a repeat. I don't okay, know about Conan, perfect. but you and I. Yeah, we'll figure no, I'm, I'm I'm it out. We're going to do Istanbul you, and then we're going to do. Uh, okay. Israel. But no matter what, there he is. First of all, he wasn't hard to spot. Excuse me. Uh, Everyone else, brown hair, brown eyes, five, eight and a half. And, you know, Sir Conan O'Brien was there. Sure. Surrounded by, of course, you know, ex-Massad, current Massad. What do I know? This, that, all around him. And the all, no one could get through. Nothing was going to happen to him. But the funny thing about a bodyguard is they will never stop a Jewish woman from trying to get you straight to where they need right to go. In is my I, I walked so I right through, pushed right up, and said, "Look who's here again." Excuse me. Oh, Just like that. Here we are. All yeah, right. you got you got a lot of. Yes, brass. I'll have dinner with you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'll have. Dinner. They moved. They used to gold in my ears, so they just pat like the Red Sea. They let you get. They do not want a problem. No, no. People got right out of the way. I didn't know who was coming. I thought yeah. it was, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, Israeli muckety muck. And then sure. it's you. Yeah. Uh, and I, again, I had been hearing your voice, so I assumed you were in town. So we had wow. a lovely dinner. But what I happen to know is that Conan gives great advice. 
He's got mm-hmm. a great perspective. That's what that whole story landed with? That's all it was. Okay. That, yeah. That and the fact that I was very upset that he wasn't wearing enough sunscreen, but that could go for probably any time. He looks great. He was baking on that beach, and I was so upset about it. I was afraid he was never mind going to die from a terrorist attack. He was going to die of a melanoma right yeah, there Yeah, I was also, uh, I love the way you say melanoma. Um, I was also uh, the only man. As opposed man- to a carcinoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was also del- I was the only man there wearing like board shorts. Every other man was wearing, including my security, the smallest speedos you'll ever see. I mean, yeah. everything was on full display because that's what you do in Israel. I sure. had those sort of 1920s bathing suits that go down to your ankle. <laughs> I was wearing those and uh, shoes. I was wearing well, brown ox. for going to third base when you want to Ver- just sh- show a little ankle. <laughs> that's right. Very sexy. All right, listen, we have desperate okay. people here, and you're going to think they're crazy, but that's only because they are. Okay. Ronna, so, do you want to read the first one? I'll read the first one, okay, I suppose. Okay. Dear Ronna Bryan, an invaluable guest. That's Conan you, Conan. O'Brien. Oh, great. Longtime listener, first time asker. I'm a 34-year-old gay man from Indiana, just to give a little info about me. My question is about how to bring up hurt feelings with friends when they're the source of the hurt feelings. My friend group is normally very eager to celebrate each other's birthdays. The pandemic slash quarantine has, of course, made it difficult to have our usual birthday blowouts. But that hasn't stopped us from coming up with fun and creative ways to celebrate each other in a variety of safe fashions, even in the cold weather. For example... Since March, we've planned birthday drive-by celebrations, hired a clown to dance on a friend's... We should stop here. This is bad. This person person should not only be not listening to our podcast, they don't deserve our advice. Okay. Hired a clown to... Do you think that's the only gig that clown got all of the pandemic? Or do you think they're in demand at the moment? I don't even think he... I think he, you know... I don't even think he was a professional clown. I think he no, went. No, there's no way. There was an, he saw the job offer and he was doing something else. Uh, Person with a clown suit. Yeah, and, and yes. obtained clown paraphernalia <laughs> at the last second and some cheap, uh, you know, counter makeup, and took the clown gig. Uh, yeah. Maybe an escaped convict. Who knows? A we gig's don't know. a gig. A gig's a gig. Hired a clown to dance on a friend's lawn while we all watched and cheered. Had social cheered. Had socially distanced get-togethers. Paid for birthday videos from our favorite drag queens, etc. We've even planned a Halloween costume backyard cookout recently. Oy. For a friend who loves Halloween. We always find a way to make it thoughtful and fun so birthdays don't fall by the wayside. That is, all birthdays except for mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, I already love this guy, even though he's a bit of an Eeyore. I just love anyone who makes it about them like this. So yeah. I'm all in. That was, and that was a huge buildup to what we all knew was coming. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? That wasn't not an O. Henry twist. Everybody got wasn't. a great birthday. Everybody except one. And that one was I. Guess who? Yeah. <laughs> My birthday was back in August. And while there have been several text threads in which we all help plan celebrations for whoever is next in the birthday queue without them knowing, none of that happened for my birthday. In fact, when I brought up my birthday about two weeks beforehand, the responses I got were basically, you should plan something. Let us know. Wow. 
It really hurt my feelings, especially because at the time I was going through some very difficult emotional slash relationship trials and tribulations, excuse me, which everyone knew about. I've been downplaying how I feel about this for months because I'm 34, (laughs) not 12, and felt like I was just being selfish or immature. However, I can't help but notice the effort that goes into all these birthdays and compare it to the zero effort that was put into mine. I can't help but wonder why mine was the only birthday that didn't get acknowledged beyond a few texts. Makes me feel like I'm just not as important as everyone else in the group. Is this something I should bring up with my friends? Is it worth it? If so, how? Or should I just let it go and chalk it up to 2020's rampage through our lives? Thank you for your advice and guidance. Even if Brian says I should poison all my friends and tell them they should have done better. Oh, great idea, by the way. Use yeah, my he- name at your discretion. Most sincerely, Adam. Jeez. Well, first of all, uh, why he assumed that Adam was going to be on his side. And I, don't, I, mean, I mean, that Brian was going to be on his side. He did. But you know what? He assumed correctly. I said halfway through, I'm all about this guy. I, I, love a, I love a victim for a birthday. There's nothing better. Conan, what do you think? Um, I think, uh, I, I just, I, I, I think this, I think he's got to keep it bottled up. That's the way I was <laughs> raised. I think you, because I'm not, I'm, I, I would not say anything to anybody and I would use it as fuel. I would keep using it to stoke my creative. <laughs> I really would. I, I, I love a resentment. I love a resentment more you than anything else. You love a grudge. You do love I a grudge. I love a yeah. grudge. I yeah. do too. And I do the Irish people are really yeah. good at it. So my people, my brothers, my sisters, anyone in my family, we will polish a grudge to a high shine for 30, 40 years. Yes. So that's what I would do. And I would make them pay in little ways, uh, in small ways where they're never really quite sure why they're paying. And then when we all meet in the afterlife, they realize that that was why the rest of their lives were miserable is because of that mistake that they didn't even realize they made. <laughs> so that's what I would do. I love uh, Adam. It. Adam, that's what I would do is just bottle that up, stuff it down, and then use the heat from that resentment to uh, to come up with all kinds of creative ways to make them just little cuts, death of a thousand cuts. That's my advice. You never quite cop to it, but it becomes the fuel, the fuel that helps you outlive these bastards. Now, you come from a big family. Yes, okay? I do. Are you a birthday person? For, this is a two-pad question. One, are you a birthday person? Brian is not a birthday person. Mm -mm. And two, do you recall feeling like other other siblings' birthdays that they were making a big, that they were made a big deal of? Yeah, Yeah, that's my whole childhood is always thinking someone else. I was a middle child of six, if there is a middle of six, uh, but, but I was the third and I always felt like other people were getting most of the attention. And, uh, so yes, other people's birthdays always loomed much larger than mine. And, uh, yes, if my birthday is not acknowledged, uh, I feel, uh, I seethe, I seethe and I'm angry. Uh, so, but if it's acknowledged too much, I don't like that either. So I like putting my friends in an impossible position. Sure. And that's that's uh, one of the things I'm very good at. So acknowledge my birthday, get me something, but really don't get me too much, but it better be good. 
Now, I, and also, if you told someone you didn't want to celebrate your birthday, you would just, for the record, be furious if they didn't still do something. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I think that is. Yeah. Don't totally listen rational. to me. Don't listen to me. Yeah. If I say don't make a fuss on my birthday, make a fuss. But it can't be a surprise party because those are humiliating. Yep. Uh, oh, no, that's and it's gotta, it's gotta be just right and it can't be wrong in any way. Uh, but I won't tell you what it is I want. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> Brian, what's this guy gonna do? Your well, first of all, your biggest mistake in life so far is not hiring that clown to dance for you on your birthday. You could have sat on your lawn, you could have hired him to come over, and he could have danced just for you, which is way more special. Yeah, yeah. now he sounds like a male prostitute, frankly. (laughs) You're calling calling this guy who's really not even a clown and saying, can you come to my house when the sun sets and have some children? Every clown has a price. I think you know that. (laughs) Excuse me, and wouldn't you, Kona, wouldn't you, if you were paying for a clown, wouldn't you rather him just dance for you than have to dance for 50 people when you're the one who paid? I know how it would go. The clown would come over. He'd start to dance for me. I would feel awkward about the clown dancing for me. And I would say, why don't you come in? This is in a non-COVID world. Come on in. Let's have a drink. Let's chill. Uh, and then eventually the clown and I would get emotionally attached. And, you know, who knows? I'm, sure. I'm open to experimentation. And, Understandable. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it would develop into more than a... Um, professional clown-client relationship. relationship. Got it. <laughs> I also think, um, uh, Conan, I'm also a middle child, and I understand always feeling like someone else is getting a little better than you. Yeah. And I hate that feeling, but I'm, I'm, I, and I think it's most of the time inaccurate. But, but I Brian, do. you're also right now the middle child on this podcast. I am. You know? Yeah, it's sort yes, of like Ron is, Ron is the, you know, the, the, the sort of the alpha, and then I'm the special guest. And then again, you're the middle child. Exactly. So it's playing out. So and I'm you know not what? paranoid. No, you're not paranoid, but Brian, you create situations where you're always the middle child. You are doing it. You are recreating it. This wasn't Brian's question. You know what, though? That's you know what, Rana. That's better than any advice anyone could give anyone else. Well, what I don't need is an empty carriage house. I don't need Brian going out there trying to be the first child instead. No, I'm going to stay. I'm talking to HR about a raise and about a title and all this. There is no HR within 30 miles of this carriage house. I was begging Brian to get HR. Brian keeps asking. Brian's been asking me to hire an HR executive for quite some time now. Uh, Yeah, but listen, I Um, honestly think that these. I actually do think that these people aren't as fond of you as you are of them. I really do just they don't, like him less? That's I the think question. They may do like they you like less, him less? And I also think you were sort of, and listen, this is speaking from one drip to another. I think you were sort of a drip in this email. And yeah. I'm wondering if that translates into your relationships <laughs> in your life. However, I also think you could do like a home alone and just tell them to breeze by your house, but have all the cardboard cutouts and you're having your own party and get them jealous. I think I everyone needs to examine the energy and the effort. Yeah. It's a little bit of a drip. going into celebrating other people's birthday i have to tell you through this whole code look it's a it's a bummer okay we're, <laughs> we're, we're all at home is it it's, a bummer. can you just it's, repeat again what it is ronna because i'm homesick it's a okay. bummer it's a bummer <laughs> It absolutely stinks. I'm so happy right now. I'm, it's, I'm not able to go back home uh, ever. And now I'm I'm back, not only home, but I'm back in 1975. And someone's telling me, someone's telling me it's a, someone in 1976 told me the ending of the Rocky movie on my way there. And I turned to my brother and I said, that's a bummer. 
So thank you, Ron. Anyway, but go ahead. Everybody needs to just get a little more fortitude. These, these are the moments where I want to send everyone to a gulag for two months. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not kidding. We talked about this at the beginning of COVID. And I said to you at the very beginning, Brian, this country is not equipped to deal with this because no one has ever had to die on this soil in about 200 years. And yeah. they have not lived under an authoritarian regime. So when people tell people in Romania, stay inside, they know that they don't want to be asked twice because on the third time, they'll just arrest your whole family or they'll murder you. And that's the end of it. Yep. So when they say, we suggest you wear a mask, people know what that really means. There's a reason why China is able to lock it down. And that's not the society I want to live in. But in a moment like this, there is a bit of resilience and fortitude that is required. Yes. And all of these people that are crying about Thanksgiving and about it, it's one meal where you're going to sit at a table with some people that you were going to get in an argument with anyway. That you have built up in your mind, and turkey isn't even that delicious. That's the other thing I'm going to say. It really turkey. isn't. It's not of, of the available meats. It's really at the lower end of the spectrum. One of the no drier. one ever eats turkey in a restaurant. You ever go nope. to a restaurant and order turkey? Yeah, I'll have the roast turkey, please. Can you send no. that over? It no, is, who's ever said a, that? There's Nobody. a reason they put it between two slices of bread when it's well, not. Well, they serve it at county fairs. Don't forget that. Well, okay, so that's where you get me because that's a county fair is not exactly my domain. Okay. But everyone, all of this, we hired a clown. You know what? Everything's canceled this year. It's all canceled for one year. All right? Nobody thought they were going to be home playing with the dog all day and telecommuting and doing whatever. That's what it is. So yep. stop trying to make, this is where you have to examine the kind of personality that you have. And you're the kind of guy that wants to make things special for other people and you want to be recognized for that. And these people have shown you they're not going to do that for you. Also, let's make let's be clear. You know, they say there's no such thing as an altruistic act. He's doing all this clearly. He's admitted it. Adam, admit it to yourself. You did all this so that then you could be celebrated on your birthday. Yes. So it wasn't selfless. So. There was no selflessness there. You were doing it to get your payoff. And then when your payoff didn't come, you're filled with rage and resentment, so much so that you write to the carriage house. I so, don't think it's wrong to expect or want for your friends to care about you and to reciprocate. But I do think it's wrong to overexert your resources and come up short and then wonder why. See, that's a good point. I don't have conventional friends, I just make friends with the people that work for me and then I, it's a way to control and this is true. Well, then it's they'll the never to, disappoint you, yeah. No, they can't. Yeah. They literally can't disappoint me Yeah, because I can terminate them. And so- Conan, um, have you done anything Howard Hughes-ish in this uh, pandemic? I was saving my urine for about <laughs> six weeks and okay. I was attended to, I was attended to by Mormons uh, and I was watching- Ice Station Zebra over and over and over again, uh, naked except for a washcloth <laughs> draped over my uh, my shriveled genitalia. Um, so that's other a yes. than that. Other than that, and not cutting my nails until they grew into curly cues, and living mostly uh, in a, in in a penthouse that was abandoned in a hotel that I owned in Vegas. Other than that, not really. Fair, fair enough. All right, Brian, let's move on. Adam's been okay. eviscerated. We have to move on to another question. Okay, Sorry, buddy. Adam, you had that coming. Okay, dear Rana, Brian, and fabulous guest. 
Grutzi from Switzerland. There's no way I said that right. Oh, now we picked this question because Conan has international appeal. Okay, great. <laughs> For sure. Well, it's true. I mean, okay, this is our guess, first I... international star that we've had on the show. That's true. And with the travel show, we're lobbying for Switzerland to be one of the places you go. I would love go. to go to Switzerland. Switzerland, I'm headed I'd your like way. I'd like to come too. Since yes. I came partially on Tel Aviv, I'd like, I think us in the Alps is something, R- Rana, something that should happen. Rana, there's clearly no stopping you. You're coming whether you, whether, I, I can't stop it. You're just going to be wherever you want to be. I look forward to seeing you in the town square in Stad and saying, is that Conan? <laughs> sure. Come, in, come into this place. They have the best yeah. spätzle you'll ever taste. So I looked it up. It's Grutzi from Switzerland. Grutzi. It means, it means yeah. hello. Exactly. Hi, from Switzerland. Yeah. I will leave the complimenting to the podcast reviewers. You two both know that you are flawless and bright in everyone's day. Far beyond the borders of the U.S. So here's my question that I'm asking your advice for. Me and my girlfriend have been together for about five years now, and she's the best. So this is not about us. I met her male best friend back then, and we immediately made best friends from day one. I love that. I love the immediately made best friends from day one. We built a strong relationship over this time, and we three do many things together. He has been dating many girls since I came into the equation, but never lasted longer than a few months. He is always 200% into it from scratch, spends 24-7 with them, lets them basically live in his home, and even takes them to his summer residence in Ticino? Excuse me. They are all very... (laughs) warm-hearted, understanding, insane women that we, my girlfriend and I, get to know and start to like very much. Nevertheless, after a recurring amount of time, he politely but always out of the blue breaks up with them, leaving them confused and sad. We know he is no tool at all. He is always undeniably attached to himself. But this outcome is always pre-programmed. He had some sexual issues regarding coming while having intercourse for years. Oh, sorry, what? He I didn't know this s- was this. I didn't know that this was, it was well, this kind well, of podcast. Well, we're deal- dealing with a Swiss German here. <laughs> they just say so it they just there. say it. It's yeah. a bodily function. Right. Okay. He had some sexual issues regarding coming. <laughs> coming. <laughs> Please, Brian, Brian, grow up. I know. Brian, grow up. Sorry. Please, we're supposed to be sex therapists now. Okay. He has some sexual in, issues. The man in gr- Sweden is in terrible danger right now. We need to Switzerland. Help Whatever. He Use your context. S- what is it? Newton, Brockton, Braintree, Burlington? I don't know. Okay, Switzerland. Sorry. He had some sexual issues regarding coming while having intercourse fears, but he recently overcame this oh. with an adorable woman. With which he, make a guess, again broke up. I know that he is certain about his sexuality. We talked about this a lot. Right now, he is head over heels for a Russian girl that he never met, only FaceTime, but she will visit him as soon as the borders are open. I lastly want to add that he has had to deal with a lot of grief in the recent years. His only sister committed suicide, and his father, horrible. His father requires intensive care due to a brain tumor. We love him with all. It's not funny, Rana. That's Why always the laugh. Laughing? That's always the laugh line for Rana. Definitely <laughs> intensive care, brain tumor. It's, we get, that's I her just comedy. love how matter of fact this list is. Oh, I see. Yeah, we love him with all our heart, and just he want is to be, the information. Yeah. Yes, this yeah. is exactly. Yeah. 
We love him with all our, you're never going to see it coming. We love him with all our heart and just want him to be happy. And I would appreciate if you would share your thoughts about how to approach him about his decisions, since he tells us he doesn't know why he acts the way he acts and wants to overcome them himself. Thank you for your valued input. I hope my English was about as accurate, was about accurate and much love from Switzerland. Hi, seven, Yannick and Sarah. I don't know what, it's literally his high and then the number seven. Maybe so. that was a typo, but it's from Yannick oh, okay. and Sarah. Yeah. I like that he signed it together. It's very sweet. Loves his friend. They love I'm his, a Yannick fan. He's got a big hat. He does. Um, what is Conan. it? I do have a quick question, which is, uh, why did he get into the specifics of the sexual <laughs> part? I, I mean, I know that everyone talks about everything and that's, that's probably, I mean, there's genitalia in Apple drink ads, uh, you know, when you're sure. in Europe, do you know what I mean? Make sure yeah. you drink your schludy. And then there's a three penises holding it. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that's just that you see that everywhere. But my question is, the problem was that the guy did not have an orgasm or he had an orgasm too quickly. What was the issue? Well, I know why he brought it up. Well, actually, he doesn't specify what the he doesn't issue specify, is. Just right. that there were issues regarding Basically, that. what he's intimating is that this guy has either a performance issue or an intimacy issue. So he falls head over heels for these girls. But he's saying this was not the problem with the last one. He's just giving us information for some clues that what could be going on. One possibility is this guy has intimacy issues or physiological issues, whatever it is. And so he gets to a certain place with these girls. And then when he can't really deliver, he breaks up with them because he doesn't want to face the scrutiny of trying to fix the sexual relationship. So this he's is a person every relationship who, I tried with a woman. He charms them, he charms them, he charms them. This is the, this is the trajectory. Well, but it's he was also able every, to make it's it also every relationship one. I've had with a woman, and I've been okay. married for 20 years. So, uh, uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> it's ongoing uh, with my wife. Uh, there's, you know, I fear intimacy, and she's very uh, patient. Yeah, uh, yeah, she is. She's she's holding out for our 40th year together. Uh, she knows that's when we're going to crack through it. Um, so, so if I understand this uh, correctly, his friend, he met his friend through his girlfriend, who he's crazy about, right? Yes. It was his girlfriend's best friend. And then he's been watching this friend struggle. And uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking what Ron is saying is correct. He likes to, he likes to uh, cut it up for this true scrutiny. I'm intrigued. There's a clue in here. He takes them to his special summer place. To Chino. He's, to Chino. He yeah, also lets them move in more or less. He spends all of his time with them and then he, and then he breaks it off with them. That's interesting. That's a fascinating clue because he brings them to a very intimate place and he, he, he hurries up the relationship. Many men with this issue would keep people at bay. He goes the other way too much so. What does that tell us? Well, some I men think, do that too. I, Frank because Sinatra then, would do that. Yeah. He would, was in love with love. And yes, would just a, seduct- like, a, seduc- a seducer. A, what you, for a woman, it's a seductress. What do you exactly. call a man? He would tell yeah. Janet Lee, meet me at the altar, and then just be like, who are you? So I think this guy clearly likes a fantasy of some kind of like what a relationship looks like, what romance is, um, how to wine and dine someone. It, it thrills him just as much as her. But then I think when it gets real, even just physically real, the fantasy's over, maybe? I don't know. That sounds pretty accurate to me. I, my question is why it's a problem for Yannick and Sarah. 
Yeah. They Listen love to him, the- Rana. But, but they, so what? Is the problem is that they want him to be happy? Is the problem that they want him to be happy the way that they're happy? Is the problem... Do you see what I mean? You that, think the call's coming from inside the house? No, I just think that... So All of us have a friend or a cousin or a brother or this or that who's a little bit of a scoundrel. Sure. And so the problem for them is that they are they are in a put in a recurring position where these lovely girls are wined and dined and romanced by this guy and then he drops them. And so they feel some responsibility about the fact that they don't say to this woman, just so you know, he's going to dump you in two and a half months uh, when, because uh, you seem like such a nice girl. You're going to think you're madly in love with this guy and he's going to, and he's going to stop calling you or is he, or he's going to take you to Ticino and that's going to be the end of it. And so I think the problem is. Not if you're Annette Benning. I think the problem is fundamental, which is that he's not honest with these women, but. The remedy for the problem throws a wrench in the works of his pathology, which is the friend's pathology is that he wants to seduce and he wants to, and he's in love with love, as you were saying, he's the Frank Sinatra. So if he's honest with them from the beginning and says, look, just so you know, I'm not looking for a long-term relationship, but I want to see where this goes or whatever. It destroys the fantasy for him. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a sort of disconnect here between these possibilities. Uh, They may be wanting him. You know, first of all, there's a lot of guys out there, and we know this. There's a lot of guys out there that say, I can never find the real one. And they like to play up the fact but they that they haven't found the one. But the truth is they don't want to find the one. So these friends, Yannick and Sarah, may be trying – we don't know this guy's name. I'm going to just call him Shkludi. They're trying to (laughs) – solve a problem for Shkludi that may be Shkludi, and that's with four umlauts. That's the yes. record. Sure. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to solve a problem for Shkludi that maybe Shkludi doesn't want solved. And, and there, there's a little bit of them signaling virtue, performative virtue uh, signaling, where they're saying, look, us, we're the happy couple. We've got to help Shkludi. Shkludi might be happy taking him up to Chino, these ladies. And you know he's got a ritual up there that he does. And he always totally. acts like it's the first time for each one. But he brings well. them up there. And they go to the apple orchard and they look at the walnut tree and then uh, they, you know what I mean? He does one thing where he pretends to find a gold coin every time and then they make out and they do it and they act like that's never happened before. But then he replants the gold coin every time. Yep. Shkludy. It's like when you go to Cabo and you go out on a boat and they're always like, oh my God, we've never seen a dolphin before. Look, there's a dolphin. You see it every trip. Right. He takes them on the love tour. Exactly. 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 And but he plays like The Bachelor with them. At this point, Schludy has yes. done this enough times that he knows how this ends. Yes. So either he, he has deep, unresolved trauma, either emotional or physical or whatever, or there is a fundamental dishonesty in the way that he's operating, right. which is that he's acting like each time it's, it's going to be the first time. Right. Also, we have to leave room for the fact that look, he this is this could be he could be a perfectly nice guy with an unresolved issue, and he doesn't have an interest in resolving it. And this is just what he's going to do. This is his pattern. But yeah. you should probably stop trying to figure out how to make him happy. Yes. Right. Because yes. this might make him happy. Yeah. 
doing yeah. and, this. And also, and like also both of you sounds said, like he's young and handsome. And let me tell you something. The second he has a little bit of trouble urinating for the first time, you'd be surprised that these girlfriends start sticking around a few months longer. Sure. As soon Wait, as he's that, aware, as soon is as that he's, an issue? as soon as his stream slows down and he realizes he's going to die someday, well, you Ron, might that's just be like when he's eighty. <laughs> well, that's not something uh, that happens when you're uh, like thirty. I don't think it is. I don't yeah. think it is. I mean, you seem to be a younger fellow, <laughs> Brian. But I will tell you that. <laughs> Well, the stream will, the stream can sometimes slow much earlier than eighty, and uh, and all kinds of things can start to fall off. Listen, Schlutie's young and sexy. Off. Yeah, Schlutie, it's there's a little bit of. K in oh, there. sorry, Schlutie. sorry, is young yeah. and sexy. Sorry, you know, it's just um, yeah, Schlutie. Let's not solve a problem for Schlutie that's not a problem for Schlutie. Schlutie do. And I, and I yeah, and I've been saying this since day one. I mean, for most of my life, I've been saying Schlutie's going to do what Schlutie's going to do, and that's yeah. what we got to fa face. That's you know? true. Yeah. And yeah. also, I, I I think to both of your points, this is really his issue and not yours, Yannick, and not yours, Sarah. But Schlutie's a drama queen. He likes to come talk to them about their and, relationships. And, and I think and, if Schlutie wants yeah. help, do Germans see therapists? Do Swiss Germans go to therapy? Austrians absolutely do, but I don't know about I don't know about the Swiss. Because well, Freud was oh no Austrian, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All they right. have to go because it's like on the postage stamp, you know. Complete. Yeah, that's yeah. famous for it. Right, they have to right. keep up the it's, tradition. Exactly. They all yeah. have to, and the, and the therapists have to dress like Freud. Even send the women. us a picture of Schlude. <laughs> And yeah. then I'll give you all the answers. The yeah, second and I'd like it. more uh, specific knowledge of what Schlude's um, erotic issue is, because for my own interest, I'm just and curious by the way, if it lines does up. Does anyone ever see these women again? Because this could be the talented Mr. Ripley. We don't know what's at the other end of us. Yeah, they might go to the. the he, you know what I bet? I bet Schlude comes back a lot from the summer place and goes like, "They left when I was there. <laughs> they just took off. Oh, Schlude, we're so sorry. I'm so heartbroken. That's odd." Why is there uh, an ankle bone in your in your you know what I mean in your pocket? It's yeah. not an issue. It's not important. So I know, that's but what if I mean. you're ever gonna either, but if you're ever gonna trap somebody under a house or dig a hole for them or keep them in a dungeon or whatever, Ticino is the place to go. Yeah, no, that's the perfect so, yeah. place. Many yeah. people have rated it one of the best towns. <laughs> For, uh, to, well, uh, anytime to I keep find captives. someone who has a daughter in the basement that they've had eight children with, it's always in Austria. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Okay. One more very quick question and then one more question. But here's my question to you. Someone wrote in to us and they said that during the pandemic, they've been using a bidet. Okay. Great. Brian's been pushing a bidet called Tushy on his it's other program. It's a great program. bidet. It's some mm. sort of a, a bidet you attach to your toilet. It's very easy to use. They say that the bidet works well, but not entirely. Conan has put on his glasses and I think is doing hard research right now. I'm doing, I am, I am, these are, first of all, they're sunglasses, but the prescription and they allow me to, so I, I, I look uh, uh, sight impaired, but I'm not. I'm just writing down the facts here because I'm, I take this very seriously. Are they French, those glasses? Uh, they are, actually. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Jacques-Marie Ma. Yes! Wow. God, she's good. I know. You're very good. You're In very good. In any event, uh, they want to know, they've come to us because they say they still need to use a little bit of toilet paper, and they want to know what the world's best toilet paper is. And Conan, you have been famous. You've been rich and famous and traveling the world True. with minions for a long time. And I want, and, and on top of that, you've done comedy tours, et cetera, et cetera. I want to know if you can tell us 
what either your favorite toilet paper is or the best toilet paper you ever used? Uh, I don't have a brand that I use. Okay. Uh, it's very important to me to get get it done right. So for years, uh, I've had my assistant special order me, and it's made uh, actually for me a nine-ply. It's the only nine-ply toilet paper uh, in the Otherwise world. known as a towel. Well, some people would <laughs> call a it a towel. You know what? I would say it looks suspiciously <laughs> like a towel. Right. Um, she te- I, I give my assistant Sona quite actually... Uh, probably several thousand dollars a year to get me to lay in a good supply of this nine ply (laughs) toilet paper. And she does return with what does now that you bring it up suspiciously look like a bunch of pretty cheap towels, hand towels. (laughs) Right. But I do use those. Um, They're very soft. I put a little vinegar on it. Don't ask why. Uh, And um, well, you like a little, you know, perks you up a little fun. Yeah. You like a pucka. I like to wake it up down there. Wake <laughs> things up. Yeah, and, and let it, let, let uh, get the word out down there that Why I'm not messing try- around. <laughs> sure. You know what sure. I mean? That I'm, I take things seriously. When you take the, the beach on D-Day, you got to use heavy artillery. And, That's right. Um, but I had a quick question, which is, uh, Tushy is the, is the bidet that you say that, is that what it's called? Yes. Are you a tushy, bidet guy? It's, it's very discreet. Okay, you know what? It just occurred to me because you hmm. said uh, it's, you really like it. Has anyone ever come up with a bidet that literally attaches to your ass? Like you, 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 cl- it clamps on so you can continue to perform functions throughout the house. I it, think obviously, if- while it's hosing things down down there and, and uh, everything's sealed off, there's like a good, there's a really good seal so there's I, no leakage. I think so- your next uh, trip needs to be to the Castro. Because I can guarantee you at the Castro in San Francisco, you will find that exact device somewhere. That's what I want. I'm That's what I want. I that. want a bidet. And you know, we live in this world where everybody's got to have the latest, coolest gadget. Yes. And you know they've thought of this in Japan, in Tokyo. Because sure. I've actually been to the it thought main- of it at all. I, I've, I've been to the main, I shot a remote at the, the main store. I'll think of the company in a second, but it is the most famous toilet company. Toto? In the- Toto. Yes, Toto. Yeah. And I mean, these toilets were following me around. Uh, you know, they, they knew Robot when I had toilets. to go before I did. Yeah. yeah. And it was incredible. They opened up, they said things, they talked to me, they well, analyzed Toto issues. Toto also does a bidet you can attach to your toilet. It's called a washlet. And that's okay. the more higher end version of the, uh, of the touche. But you're not, so you're not a bidet guy. When no. you stay in a hotel, never do you had, give it a, give it no, a crack? Never, I'd never, I'd never, I don't use bidets. Uh, you're I don't. too tall for a bidet anyway. That's I'm very tall. True. I'm six yeah. four. No, and it, it just it doesn't work. Uh, I can't use a bidet, and I think it's, I think it spoils that part of your body. It 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 pampers it too much. I want that part of my body to know that like you've got to just suffer through. Do you know what I mean? I don't want <laughs> you all are real Yankees. That's what I'm learning. Real New Englanders. Ass, I don't want my ass thinking that uh, it deserves this. The next thing you know, it's going to want all uh, all kinds of other things too. You know, it's going to want calfskin <laughs> sure. britches. So no, that's not happening. Well, yeah. you can get those from Schooley in uh, oh, in Switzerland. I'm a Cottonelle person. Excuse sure, me. Okay. Uh, I like the blue wrapper, not the purple wrapper. Too soft. And if you're in England, Max and Spencer makes gorgeous toilet paper. That's a question. And what do you mean too expensive. soft? What would be the, without getting indelicate, Ronna, what would be the problem with it being too soft? Tears apart a Rips. little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. You need just a dash of uh, rigidity. 
to really know you're getting the job done. I think I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. I have to be honest with you. All right, Brian, read the last question, then we have to go, because Conan has to go home. Okay. <laughs> Sadly, is... Conan doesn't have to go home. <laughs> this is this is our grand finale question. What a bummer. That was what a bummer. A bummer of bama. a question, yeah. Dear Rana and that, Brian. Was the Rocky story true, Conan, that you someone told you the end and you said... What Obama. what Obama? I remember it. I was uh, I was depressed, and I do think I said what Obama, and uh, that's why I immediately that fired a neuron for me, Rana, that hasn't been fired in a long time. Just hearing your voice is is firing a lot of old traumatic miss memories in Los Angeles when you're driving. In Boston, when you're driving, you can cut someone off without looking at them yep. as long as you acknowledge them after you've done it. Yep. Or in the act of doing it. So you right. are completely within your right to cut anyone off at any time. And then you just have to raise your hand and say thank you. After, after the fact. And it can be sometimes weeks after the fact, as long as you see them on the highway again. And you just won't. have to acknowledge it at some point. It's a, it's a real game recognized game culture when it comes to driving. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. All right, Brian, read this one. Okay. Dear Rana and Brian and Conan. Thank you. I am in love with my boss. I don't really care that he's my boss or that he's older than me or that he lives in another city. The problem is that he's in a relationship with someone else. Like a lot of people, the pandemic shook up my role at work and I had to take on new responsibilities, including working for my boss crush. In our new remote work life, most of my coworkers keep our virtual communication to phone calls rather than video calls, but he always turns on his video during our weekly one-on-one meetings, so I always have two. Our conversation starts out about work, but eventually we get sidetracked with debating movies about time travel. The Ugh. merits of reality TV. Get married tomorrow and save sometime- everybody else the trouble of having to listen to you two. Yeah, debating movies about time. I mean, it defies logic. That's the answer. Or sometimes even sharing deeply personal stories from our lives. It's not unusual for these conversations to go on for about two hours or so, and it's been this way since the spring. I tried to tell myself not to read into this and that he's probably just a chatty guy we've never met in person. However, I happened to mention the video thing to another coworker. <laughs> I hope she, he's four foot 11 when she made it. She said, I hope he, he has a giant head and no legs. And she said he doesn't do that with everyone else and that he rarely opens up about his life to her. I guess I tell you all of this to say, I think he likes me too. I've heard gossip from coworkers that his relationship with his longtime girlfriend strikes people as odd. And from our conversations, he doesn't seem particularly happy. But that doesn't matter, does it? Because whether or not it's a good relationship, I know that I don't want to get in the middle of it. So how do I get over this guy? I've never before had such strong feelings for someone who wasn't available, and I have no idea how to move on. I've also been living alone in a pandemic for nine months now, and frankly, I'm lonely. I look forward to these calls with him, and I think about him all the time. But then every so often, he mentions his girlfriend, and I feel like such a fool. I'm not particularly attached to this job, but given the pandemic... I can't believe I'm still working at all and haven't even considered looking for work elsewhere. For the record, I do have a wonderful therapist. But if you can believe it, that bitch is on maternity leave. And I'm about to turn 30, but I'm a woman, so I don't know if Ron's 29-year-old rule applies. Thank you so much for all the great advice and big laughs. Please don't use my name, she, hers. P.S. I feel I should mention I'm a Patreon subscriber in case that moves my letter to the top of the stack. Kiss, kiss. Hmm. Well, here it is on the Hmm. stack. All right. Well, Did you ever have a crush on Michael? I got to say, yeah. I'm, I'm relieved because until about two-thirds of the way through, I thought it was me. I thought this was uh, someone who works for me because I do often flirt 
on uh, Zoom calls with female employees, and all I do is talk about time travel. Uh, but then they mentioned, uh, so I'm, I'm relieved it's not me. What's right. your favorite time travel movie, Conan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the time tra- the time traveler's wife. Uh, yes, that one. Thank you. It's Thank you. Be that one. Thank you. I've never even seen that. It seemed too absurd to me to even get yeah, involved. What is I, it? I, Eric Bana and Halle Berry or something. Yeah, it's my like favorite that. time travel yeah. movie, and I've only watched five minutes of it because yeah. uh, it's not really my genre. Um, wow. Bill and Ted. That's the best one, right? Who knows? Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get sidetracked here. Jeez. You know. I'm sorry, Brian. I know that I'm the guest here, but I'm. You've got to get back in line. I you know? get it. I get it. Back to the middle. Yeah, back to the middle there. That's right. Uh, wow. Um, that what do you was, do? Uh, Have that, you ever that, had a crush like this, Conan? An unrequited cut. I know it's been a while, but you you've been married a long time. But can you think back to when you were a 29 year old girl and you yes. were I in love very with well. someone you worked with? Or uh, something, or had some sort of special relationship with someone you worked with, and it's just, you thought you were going to just, it, it totally made you excited, and also you thought you would die. I if, worked if on a TV been. show back uh, a long time ago when I was first getting started, late 1980s, and uh, there, was a, there was an incredibly cute uh, girl, woman, young woman uh, that worked there that uh, held cue cards. She was a cue card girl, and I just had such a big crush on her. Such and I have to run and do cue card changes with her for the you know and I had the massive crush on this woman and uh, I did finally work up then I asked her out for a date she said yes and uh, true story I remembered we were we I, it was just around Christmas time and we went shopping that day as she said we can go Christmas shopping together. And I woke up that morning not feeling great and throughout the day got sicker and sicker and sicker. And was like, no, this is my, this is, this, it's all falling away. Do you know what I mean? Like I, mm. I can, by the end of the day, I think I must have had like 103 fever and aches and chills. And uh, um, so there was no chemistry there. It all fell apart and I went home and collapsed. And Did, did that person go on to be the star of Dynasty? Was uh, it John Collins? Very, no, no, it wasn't. But very, very, you are very, very warm. Okay. Falcon person, Crest, the star of Falcon Crest. Jane Wyman. No, nope, you are, but you guys are so warm, you have no idea. Fantasy uh, Island? Okay, I don't know how you do it. You are so good. She's good. You are so good. No, uh, it was someone who actually uh, was briefly on the love boat towards the very end. Got it. Last oh, season the, of the, the best years. The in, best the, years. in the Ted McGinley days. Yeah, when Ted McGinley was there and they brought in, it was like the ninth <laughs> person they brought in to be the entertainment director on the Lido deck. Uh, sure. They kept bringing a different blonde one every year. She later went on to be one of those people. And then- um, Was Fred tried- Grandy already in Congress at that time? Or was Fred he- Grandy, yeah, was already in Congress. <laughs> and Ted Lang, the bartender, was already on the Supreme Court. So, um, Did she yeah. go on to be Margaret Thatcher after that game? Very, very close. Okay. Very close. She did hold high office uh, in Britain, but not uh, not, not prime her. minister. Okay. But no. Uh, so yeah. But I know that feeling of having a crush on someone at work, but not knowing. And of course, that was back when you could ask someone out at, at work. You can't do that now. I don't think I could do that. Right. I this mean, person really, is her be... boss. Yeah. No, she's got a. I mean, there's nothing she can do. There's really nothing she can do. And the, the HR rules now, there's nothing she can do. She needs to, and this might seem rash, she needs to quit that job immediately 
And then she needs to come up with a way to encounter the boss in another situation. And like getting a COVID test That's or a something. great idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when they're in line for a COVID test, say, oh, remember? And he's like, oh my God, how are you? You said that you were leaving to become a neurosurgeon. Yeah, I was, but then I sort of changed my mind and oops, I just spilled my coffee on myself. Let's go somewhere and clean it off. And then, you yeah. know, whatever. Th- that kind of trick. I actually think that's great advice, but I also want to know, could you cheat it a little or is this also just playing dangerously? If you were like, told him like, I think I need to look for a new job. I've started developing feelings for you. And so this is going to be, I'm giving you my two weeks. And then maybe he could say, I have feelings for you too. Or is that, is that just not a good idea? How also? about, I have, think I might have to leave because I have feelings for someone at work. That leaves the door open. He doesn't feel threatened. So Conan, I often talk about how 29-year-old men are the worst people that you could possibly, and I'm mostly talking about straight 29-year-old men. Yes, yes. Are the worst creatures that anyone can encounter because they don't know what they want. They're not successful enough yet to feel that they can provide for other people. Their mortality is not quite, they're just starting to realize that it's time to wake up yeah, and that they're going to have to do something. And that is always the time where they string along this one and that one. Yep. It's also a terrible time to be a woman because you're still on that precipice. It depends on the person, but you're still between your 20s and on the precipice of your 30s. So this is sort of, Hopefully, the last one of these you're going to have for a while, meaning a fantasy crush on someone. It doesn't really matter to me that he has a girlfriend. Is that a crazy thing to say? Not that I think people should be trying to date people that that are in relationships. I'm just saying we don't really know what that's about. And with the pandemic and everything, it's not crazy to me. Maybe he's learning something through this ex- this flirtation with you that he d- does wish he was in another relationship, but nothing can happen right now. No, and so not this to is mention, torture. Really. Even with that off the table, even with that on the table, the idea that it's the same thing that goes with Tinder and any other dating thing. You can have the best relationship with someone over Zoom, over text, over yeah. this, over that. It really does all change when you're in person with someone. So the fact that you would make any major decision around someone that you're having lovely, deep, thought-provoking conversations with, but not in person, is just a terrible idea. He I'm going to double, be, I'm gonna double down on what I said. could be on golf when you meet him. I'm going to double down on what I said. Yeah. Okay. You quit the job immediately. You <laughs> disguise yourself in some way. And you can drive away to meet him, maybe in a bank line or maybe at a COVID testing station, but you're slightly disguised. Uh, then you get to size him up in person uh, and see, uh, you know, what he's like and and if those feelings still exist. Now, of course, what I just said means if you're disguised, you don't have to have quit the job. So let's remove that part. Say, don't quit the job. Just try and meet him in real life, but in a disguise and an elaborate comedic disguise. Like a clown dancing. No, not like a clown dancing. One of those like Clouseau disguises. It's just absurd and ridiculous. Oh, sure, pipe and everything else. Do you think yeah. he would take, what's his price to pay a clown, to play a clown dancing in your house, outside your house? That's another idea. I have to say my heart goes out to you because it's the worst feeling. But it also ex- sounds like fun. Have yes. you had Rana, have you had this? It of sounds like course. you've had this. Every, I think everyone has had this, which is being so excited to talk to someone, feel you have such a connection with them, and knowing that there is no path forward. 
Right. I mean, haven't we all experienced this? It is. Yep. It's such an exciting. Maybe you should just see it as a tiny little gift of the pandemic or a little silver lining, which is that you get to have this crush. But I think I would cool it on these two hour conversations about, yeah, about space travel. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually time travel, not space travel. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, when, when the listener <laughs> thinks that you're not really listening, that's when you lose them. Um, you know, so I'm sorry, Rana. But uh, he's know. just trying to neg me. Isn't that what they call it? <laughs> I'm, I'm negging her I, because I've basically I've never matured since I was 29. And sure. even though I'm in a long and healthy marriage, you never matured to 29. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I was 27, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't yet 29. I think 17 is your number. You think that was when I was in my prime? Or 19. No, whatever. Whenever your emotional development you I think, think you were a very mature 19-year-old, and then that's where it stops. You know what? I, I honestly think <laughs> I think you nailed it, and I, I mean that 1,000%. I'm very impressed. You got the—not only did you nail what type of weird feet glasses I'm wearing, you nailed my the, when my development start, stopped, which would be about 19. The glasses are not a feet at all. They're fabulous. You look like a French auteur or a friend of Bob Dylan in these glasses to Thank me. Thank you. Thank you. Rana, are you fabulous. wearing Foster Grants? What are those? No, these are Elaine Meekly's, actually. Mm. So, Conan, now it's the end of the show. Uh-huh. And at the end of the show, every <laughs> week, uh-huh. we pick out uh, a gift for someone who we who wrote in who we think really deserves it. Yeah. So, Rana, do you want to say what the gift is first? Well, I'm going to give this gift again, even though we gave this gift pretty recently with Dan Savage because it's such a hit. Because okay. I'm going to send one to Conan, too. Unless Conan doesn't eat hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very I, sexy gift. I, I really don't eat hard-boiled eggs. i got to oh, be don't? honest with then you. Then I no. won't send you one. I, I'm then, not one of those guys that you know, sits at a bar like uh, you know, Paul Newman in The Verdict and pulls a hard-boiled egg out of a jar and then rushes sure. uh, you know, up Copley Square. Well, uh, up Copley Square. Does do you, anyone in your family, do your children eat eggs? Uh, no one eats hard-boiled eggs. Uh, my <laughs> wife eats hard-boiled eggs. Okay, so what, this what is, is it? Is it a hard-boiled egg? This is egg? It's a dash egg cooker. It's a hard-boiled egg. It's a and hard-boiled it's the, egg. It's the most fa- fabulous thing you could ever imagine. It but is it a, only makes a hard-boiled egg. Yes. Actually, it makes other kinds of eggs. Oh, you but could I've, poach I've never them tried too. to do it. Oh, yeah. If you can poach it, I, I, I'm, I'm a fiend. As my mother would say, I'm a devil. For a poached egg. Well, then, you're gonna, this is your well then you're going to love this because you don't have to poach it in water. And the problem with a poached egg, if you're a poached egg fiend, you'll know, is that people leave them in the water too long and they get a little bitter. You yep. know when you get a bad poached egg. You do know. You yeah. know right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, great. So we're giving away poached eggs, and mm-hmm. are we giving this? It's a, called a dash egg cooker. Yeah. So do you? Who do you think deserves this dash egg cooker? Should it be the person who no one celebrated his birthday? No. Sh- okay. Should it be? <laughs> should it be uh, the Swiss Miss and Mister, mm-hmm. or sh- or should it be I'm in love with my boss? Well, the tricky thing is that uh, Yannick and Sarah are fine. They're fine. They're just worried about Schludy. Do you see? Right. So yeah. does Schlute, if do they get the egg cooker or would Schlute get the egg cooker? No, the gifts are not transferable. <laughs> the rule is they're not transferable. No. Hmm. These gifts are for the people that write in. They're not for the people that have problems in their lives. We are doing this to take care of the people that wrote to us, not the okay. people they're trying to take care of. I'm torn between the couple uh, from Switzerland 
and uh, this last uh, woman who has a crush on her boss. And I'm kind of leaning towards Switzerland. It's, it's your call. But I love giving gifts internationally. I love the idea that I might someday do one of my travel shows in Switzerland and this couple would come out of the crowd and hand me a poached egg. Well, then Brian and I have to be there when you get the poached egg. Well, yeah. I'm, you're undoubtedly going to be with me. And Brian, as we know. Yeah, what's up? Always, Brian's well, a no, chaperone. Happy to, happy to be there, yeah. You just, well, I don't know. I fly business that- or first. Brian is the most fun person to have on a trip you could ever have on a trip. We've it's been true. To, we've been to Budapest together, and it was yeah. absolutely fabulous. I did a handstand in the pool. But I'll tell you what, it's going to look great. in you. I, here's what I know about Yannick and Sarah. They have a very cute little European kitchen, and it's going to look great in their kitchen. And it's also a very efficient machine. They'll yeah. like that, too. They're going to love it. Yannick and Sarah, here we go. Um, so, Conan, on Brian, you can... You can uh, what are where your socials? I'm just kidding. You. I'm yes. just where kidding. can people find you, Conan? We always ask our guests. We want to make sure they're able to plug their shows. Uh, my show is available. Uh, it's on uh, quarter-inch uh, quarter VHS tapes uh, in the Sears catalog, if you can still find one. Uh, well, currently I'm on uh, TBS, and then uh, I will be transferring over, as many people are, so into the exciting. streaming world uh, of HBO Max. Wait a minute. Sometime. That was so funny to me. So they announced that he was just moving the show. Sure. And it was such a brilliant joke, not just because it was funny, but it was funny to read it in the oh, press yeah. release. Because that's the thing. People that think, oh, this is funny, but is it funny to experience it in the medium that it's meant for? And it was so funny to read it because it was a sentence that led you to a certain place and then had a classic reversal. Where, oh, the Johnny Carson joke. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. What yeah, was I, the joke? Do you remember said, it or do I, I have to say it? Yeah. I, no, I said, uh, I think I said, um, I'm very excited to, to be doing this back in 1993 when I met Johnny Carson, which was all true. Uh, and then I said, he gave me the best advice I, I, I ever heard. Uh, quote, get to a streaming platform right, as quickly right. as possible. And... Um, <laughs> You know, I liked it because it was sort of also a comment on uh, how much things have changed since yes. I started because uh, I could never – I mean, the first thing I did was they bought me at NBC is they bought me a suit and they introduced me to Johnny Carson. Oh, and uh, what a I remembered – and I have a picture of me with Johnny Carson looking about 11 years old. And um, wow. it's one of my favorite pictures. But when you think about that world and the world we're in now – uh, it's, it's a thousand light years ago. Did so, you ever meet Joanne Carson? Uh, yes, I did. Very tough to be married to a talk show host who does uh, a show every night. I wouldn't know. I would, I do and not. And for years and years and years and years. Nice. I know. Tough My, job. No, tough no, job. no, no, no. Very, it's, I'm a good earner. And uh, <laughs> that's what I tell my wife every day. I'm a good earner, if nothing else. And a single tear goes down her beautiful cheek. All right. Well, she's getting a dash egg cooker for, you, for her trouble. Oh, very nice. Um, thank you so much for being with us. What we do what now, a treasure. You, you do not have to stay for this. We can let you go. We do our cliffhanger. We read our cliffhanger question, which we then uh, tell people to go see us on Patreon because we do an exclusive show on Patreon where people get the answers to our cliffhangers. We don't so, answer it here. We just If you're read curious, it. you can hear the reading of the question. But if you want to, you know, go poach an egg, you're, enti- you're entitled to do that well, as well. Well, now you put me on the spot. Now if I dash out, I'm one of those no. Hollywood phonies. 
No, yeah, no one will take it. No one will take no, it one way or the other. This wouldn't have decided that anyway. No. Everyone okay. already knows how they feel about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'm going to go. Screw it. Uh, this has been an absolute I knew, delight. I knew it. We it's love it. It's been an absolute you, delight. Uh, and <laughs> Brian, I want you to assert yourself and become more than just the middle. You know what I mean? Thank you. Assort your, assert yourself. And uh, Rana, lovely to see you as always. Uh, better watch out, Rana. Mike, Mike sure stayed for the cliffhanger. I'll just say that. I'll I'm just staying. say that. That's it. I'm staying. <gasps> I can't trust that that was a bit, so I'm staying. Let's hear it. Of course it's a bit. All right, dear. We loved seeing you. Thank you so much for Bye-bye, being here. Bye-bye, guys. Goodbye. Um, Thank you. And good no luck with And good luck with all of the new uh, say, stuff. Just say endeavors. And good luck with all of your new endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> I can't what? wait. I can't wait to see what you'll do next. What a bummer. <laughs> okay, wasn't that fabulous? What about that, Rana? Oh, I mean, it was so fun to see him in Israel, I have to say, because he stuck out like a sore thumb and people were so excited that he was there and he but Israel's fun. It's like a little, you know, it's like a Holy Land amusement park with a terrific food court. Sure. And tiny swimsuits. They're gonna love that I said that. Yeah. I can't I can't wait for us to go to and then they have their own splash mountain right there, the ocean. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we're gonna have a great time, you and I, I when we wait. go. And I, I can't, can't wait. wait for us and Conan to go to Switzerland together to deliver to Yannick and Anna. Well, they, Conan uh, said he wasn't sure I was invited, Ron. Oh, he definitely said you were. So invited. I might have to pay my own way. No, there's no quick listen. You stick with me, kid. We're, Thanks, we're going Rana. to Switzerland with Conan O'Brien. I appreciate you. You heard Thank it you. here first. Thank you, Ron. Dear Ron and Brian, while I always appreciate Brian's advice, I feel as though this question may be a bit more up Rinna's Rinna. alley. <laughs> well, well, maybe we can get Lisa Rinna on here. I did Rinna do, and Rana. I did do a video with her a few months ago. Rana, Rinna. For, uh, remember, we did a little video for... for uh, Edie Packer. Of course. You can probably see it on their, um, on their Instagram. I'm a gay man about to be 29. Oh, here we go again. I know the most hated demographic and for good reason. And I recently (laughs) entered into a relationship. We've been dating now for about six months. And for the most part, I'm very happy. He's an incredibly kind, generous and caring person. And I consider myself incredibly lucky to have someone like him in my life. Nice. However, Oh boy. I've had some, uh, something bothering me this last few months and I'm hoping to get some guidance. This man I've been seeing makes quite a bit more money than I do, which is normally something I admire in men. Not so much money, but the drive and the ambition that results in said paycheck. He's a doctor at a private practice in a ritzy neighborhood outside Manhattan. We started out with his covering dinner or drinks, which was fine with me. Which I was fine with. However, recently he's been paying for things like trips, clothing, and other experiences that, to me, seem a bit extravagant. He insists that his paying does not bother him and has no impact on his own finances. But as someone who does not make this kind of money, it's been a bit foreign to me. What's more, he insists that I not thank him for the various gifts and experiences he purchases, simply that I continue to be happy and engaged in the relationship, which I am more than willing to do. Hmm. Clue. Mm -hmm. The problem is I feel an incredible amount of guilt when it comes to these treats. Even a simple thank you or acknowledgement of gratitude would go a long way in resolving said guilt, but he refuses to let me do that. 
No matter what I do, I can't shake the feeling that my measly efforts to repay him, be it planning a cute date or baking him a pie, come up short. I was hoping Ron would have something to share from her experience with Dr. Bob. Well, that's presumptuous. The idea wow. that I didn't come into the marriage with my own money. Yeah, come on. How dare you? You don't know anything about the Levine She's family portfolio. She's not Elizabeth portfolio. Bennett. That's right. You don't know anything about the Levine family portfolio. Though it may not be the exact same thing, perhaps she can, le- she can lend some advice. Do I simply play by the rules and accept the gifts and experiences? Or do I stand up for myself and tell him that I'd like to pay for a thing here and there? This problem seems to be inconsequential given the current state of our nation, but I couldn't shake it and thought I'd ask for some guidance. Please don't use my name. Regards. It's a Person. great question. It you is can a good go to patreon.com slash askrana for all the tips and tricks yeah, of that. That's right. Um, and thank you for joining us today. Yes, Always what join an episode. Us, join us in the Patreon Carriage House. Of course, we have the book club and the quiff, yes. uh, which we love doing. And um, of course, there are so many fabulous things going on in the Ask Rana Coffee Shop. So askranacoffee.com. Yes. Please. Um, all right, dears. Terrific. Rana, what a get. You did it again. I did it again. What can I say? Yeah. All right. All right. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.